Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey guys, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast, here with some tour date updates. This weekend, well, starting tonight actually, I'm in Boston. It's fucking cold. The snow is just about at Brad death level, which means it's taller than Brad. And if he went outside, he'd drown in the snow. But thankfully he's not here, but I am tonight at Laugh Boston through Saturday. Tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Come out and see me. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a great show, man. I got uh, an hour that I'm working on to tape for a special by the end of the summer. So if you want to see it before it's on TV, come out and see me. Laugh Boston tonight, March 16th through uh, I'm sorry, March 15th tonight, Thursday through Saturday, March 17th. Tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. Two shows Friday, two Saturday, one tonight, Thursday. Next Thursday, March 22nd, I will be headlining U31 in San Diego. That's a dope new bar in downtown San Diego called U31. Again, tickets at adamraycomedy.com for that show, 8 p.m., downtown San Diego, U31. And then April 5th through the 8th, uh, I'm going to be at Harvey's Comedy Club in Portland, Oregon, baby. Pacific Northwest, till I die. Harvey's Legal Weed, free comedy. Psych, you got to pay, but it's worth it. Come see me, Josh Adam Myers from the Goddamn Comedy Jam, and Avery Pearson doing a weekend of comedy at Harvey's, April 5th through the 8th in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Oregon tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Brad Williams will be in Washington, D.C. tonight, March 15th through Saturday. Sorry, Sunday, March 18th, <laughs> at the D.C. Improv in Washington, D.C., the capital, baby. Trump will not be there, but Brad will be March 15th through the 18th. I never liked midgets. I don't understand them. They're too tall. They can't see the world. Brad will be there March 15th through the 18th, D.C. Improv. Tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com. The following weekend, Brad will be in Raleigh, North Carolina, at Goodnight's Comedy Club, March 22nd through the 24th. bradwilliamscomedy.com for all those tickets. All right, aboutlastnightpodcast.com for past and present episodes. And, of course, for all your ale and merch, beanies, sweats, shirts. We got new shit coming, so make sure you subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends to get the podcast. And email us at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com with, uh, with your favorite ale and moments. And we'll read them on the air, and you might have a chance to win some merch. Come to the shows, bring your shit, we'll sign it, take pics, all the good stuff, all right? Of course, follow us on social media, at Adam Ray Comedy on Twitter and Instagram, at Funny Brad on Twitter, at Brad Williams Comic on Instagram, at ALN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Now that we got the podcast, uh, tour dates, uh, merch info, and Twitter handles out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night Podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Brad, you uh, you will be happy to know that um, yes. although you are not in the room, I feel yes. like you are in the room because your new best friend just showed up. And I hate to say your new best friend <laughs> and that I've been replaced, but when you're looking at 
the original backyard water slide, triple racer, whammo, oh, slip and slide, with the bottom three bonus slide boogies. <laughs> Which, by the way, I didn't totally know what the boogies were. They're slide boogies. Are, so it's basically. What are, what are the slide boogies? Well, that's a great question, Brad. The slide boogies are three <laughs> different colored. Hold it. Wait a second. Don't jump to racial conclusions. Three different <laughs> colored um, boogie boards. They're basically like wow. um, like uh, like paddle boards in the in the water, but they're they're uh, rafts for you to slide on, and they look yeah, yeah. they look yeah. like they're sized for children, but that's not who's going to be riding this slip and slide. I was going to say, yeah. Boogie board for you, uh, small floating houseboat for me and my friends. <laughs> this is, is going to be great. This is going to be – see, see, this is what I, I love about our fans is as soon as our fans heard the previous episode where we talked about uh, the, dwarf, sl- the dwarf slip and slide races, all we got were tweets saying, like, do not joke about this. Hell yes, this has to happen. And that is unbelievable that they're that enthusiastic and I appreciate their enthusiasm. And also the fact that they know we're not joking. You don't just dangle the dwarf slip and slide race carrot in front of somebody and then take that away. (laughs) I mean, if I had a nickel for every time I said that sentence, I mean, Uh, you'd have at least 25 cents. (laughs) Yeah, this is is unbelievable. This is um, looks like well worth the purchase. And I'll read you. Let's see. Uh, the top of it says, it's a race to the finish line. And then right below it in Spanish. Si es uno una corse, just la linguini. All right. You, you took no Spanish. <laughs> I took school. three years and I forgot it all, baby. Uh, um, yeah, I, I took four and I, li- and, and I grew up in Southern California where you should be able to speak Spanish. And I still don't speak a lick. So yeah, it's I okay. Completely understand. Well, this is the time to, to learn it because hopefully we will have uh, some Spanish uh, dwarves in the competition. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we could rent those from Home Depot. Or maybe and <laughs> that's how fast Brad turned racist. <laughs> I mean, I think we should get um, maybe that's who will join me at the commentators booth. Yeah. Well, sure. Because we had like the same way. Uh, when you watch uh, soccer, they have the English announcers and the Spanish announcers. We may have to have a Spanish announce team. Yeah, I mean, just just <laughs> just to um, I mean, when I was in uh, at the uh, Ho- the Shibuya Hooters watching the Super Bowl, there was the the there was a Japanese um, announcer and then uh, a guy in English to uh, translate for the uh, Americans in the bar. It was pretty pretty spectacular. Although I was enjoying just sometimes knowing you're really just not uh, in your element and like out of your comfort zone, but almost like just really removed from civilization is kind of nice. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I love the fact it's freeing. that you just said Shibuya Hooters, which I mean, <laughs> that sounds like a Japanese porn star. I would totally watch all of Shibuya Hooters. <laughs> I'm pretty. You sure. probably have. You just don't know it. Yeah, because sure you've never been was. one to memorize the Japanese porn stars. <laughs> it was Stormy Daniels, and then the next week Trump was hanging out with Shibuya Hooters. Look at I've I've seen all of Shibuya's movies. Okay, <laughs> I had the privilege okay. of walking in on her at one of the Miss America pageants. Okay, it's great. You can just walk back there. You just let him. They let you go back there. That shit is so crazy. Somebody, I think it was John Oliver, replayed some of those. 
tapes, which, by the way, I just read an article not to jump from uh, Shibuya Hooters, from, from, <laughs> from Dwarf Slip Inside to Shibuya Hooters to Trump Crazy. But I'm sure I'm sure if you pay enough money at a Taiwanese whorehouse, you can jump from Dwarf Slip and Slide <laughs> to Shibuya Hooters <laughs> to Trump Crazy. I mean, it's a lot of dough, Dude, but you uh, can do it. Well, apparently, and this is real, which, by the way, just the amount of people leaving the White House is crazy. It's a straight-up reality show, dude. He's yeah, turning getting, the White House. <laughs> I mean, I can't even fucking fathom the levels of, of power that people are just resigning from or leaving. And then Betsy Deva, DeVoe, she doesn't deserve to have her name pronounced right. And she probably doesn't even know how to say her. The fact that she's like, (laughs) she was like, well, these studies show that these schools need to be like the better schools are the ones with the kid, like the kids. I'm not investing in, in buildings. I'm investing in students. And then the woman's like, yeah, but the, the schools in Michigan suck. Have you put in any, have you visited them? She's like, no, I haven't. I haven't intentionally seen them. And she's like, well, maybe you should. And then she just smiles and goes, maybe I should. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? She like, and, and I don't care about your politics, uh, right or left. But like, if you watch that interview on, on uh, 60 Minutes, that's what you're talking about, right? Uh, yeah, if, if you, if you watch that, Betsy DeVos sounds like a Leslie Nielsen character that was like, kind of looked like the secretary of education. They grabbed her off the street and said, sit here. Leslie Stahl from 60 minutes is going to ask you questions. Yeah. She's, she's just winging it. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of winging it, uh, posted four hours ago, um, Mm -hmm. on CNBC, Donald Trump, the headline reads, Donald Trump says he's creating a space force to fight space wars. Now, Brad, I know this might sound as upsetting news to most Americans who are like, what the fuck did I vote into office? Somebody, a guy who seriously is just like, look, we found out who Luke's father was. Now it's time to kill him. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he might, he may be the first president ever who saw Star Wars and thought it was a documentary. Yeah, he's like, this is based on a true story. (laughs) He probably now if he thinks that he also thinks like Harry and the Hendersons is real, <laughs> a real man hit Bigfoot, took him into his home, taught him how to read, let him play with his kids, and then sent him back to the woods because man. it was fucking up his sex life. I mean, one of the greatest documentaries ever. <laughs> this is uh, this is troubling. Okay, so let me just read some of the quotes. Sp- yeah. I'm gonna do it in Trump voice. Space is a war fighting domain, just like. <laughs> What? This sounds. This can't this sounds be real. Like the, this sounds like the na- the narration before a Star Trek film. Like you just have to have Morgan Freeman come on and be like, "Space, space is a wall fighting domain." <laughs> um, it sounds like. Um, I think. All right. See. So this. I w- see. I will tell you this. Today, uh, one of the reasons why that uh, I'm on the phone. For, for this podcast yes which is great uh, by the way it, yeah it, it sounds great and this is a, a wise investment and now it's something that we can do is uh i had to spend the day uh my sister and her husband need, need a day off and i had to go uh watch my niece and nephew who are four and one and jesus man, that's how you know that they uh that they don't see me that much because no one should trust me with a four-year-old and a one-year-old i that's- mean I 
I would be hard pressed to trust you with this slip and slide, but I bought it for you, so that's the only reason that I trust you with it because it's sure. yours. Um, it's gonna be great. Now, yeah. I, real now, all right. We'll put up. I want to go right into Brad the babysitter. Yeah, but I need to finish reading you these Trump's Trump space quotes because I Do will it. not be able to sleep tonight if you don't know <laughs> what has been said about space and what we're not doing about about it. Right. How we're not protecting. So is Trump basically, I mean, is there a part of him that's like, look, soon the moon's going to be up for grabs. <laughs> and if we don't start putting military out there, and guess what? The space war is actually perfect for the gays because you've seen him at, they have these space phone parties. <laughs> oh my God. So he goes, space he, is a... <laughs> Yeah, he's probably investing in a laser right now that'll write Trump on the moon. <laughs> I mean, Welcome it'd be great if Trump we... moon. Oh, my God, if he bought the it. Most, the, most, the most luxurious moon out of all the moons. I've seen, I've seen a lot of moons, people. Mercury's got one. <laughs> Jupiter's got like 30. I've been to the Whatever. Milky Way. I've been to Kit Kat. I've been to Three Musketeers. All right. Space is a, is a, is a warfighting domain, just like the land, air, and sea. We may even have a space force, develop another one, space force. <laughs> we have the air force. We'll have the space force. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a, SNL can't write this. I said, maybe we need a new force. We'll call it the space force. And was not really serious. Then I said, a great idea. Maybe we'll have to do that. Trump told the crowd of Marines. So think of that. Space Force. Because we are spending a lot and we have a lot of private money coming in. Tremendous. You saw what happened the other day in tremendous success. From the very beginning, many of our astronauts have been soldiers and airmen, Coast Guard men and Marines. And our service members will be vital to ensuring America continues to lead the way into the stars. Speaking wow. of stars, Oprah, I would love to challenge her. Couldn't you just see me beating that bitch? Oprah up there, you get a dildo, you get a dildo. You get a Yankee Doodle candle. You get a Yankee Doodle Doodle candle. <laughs> Say that oh. ten times fast. You get a free pass to the moon, baby. I mean, amazing. I, I see, I, and that see, and that's the thing. I know somewhere during your during your rants right there, yes. that it switched from a quote to you improvising. Yeah, but I could not. But, but I could when? not tell you where. <laughs> I could not tell you where. But where, if, Brad? If, if you gave me a, if, if you gave me twenty thousand dollars and said guess where the trump quote ended and where like i i assume oprah dildo was improv but i don't know guess what in a game of what will brad believe uh, <laughs> yes, exactly yeah i mean well all right one thing trump will never do is babysit yeah. your nep- nephew and niece. <laughs> oh god no <laughs> so oh, tell me Jesus. tell me listen, um <laughs> listen i'll never watch that niece she's only one and a half i mean they don't even develop then. It's worthless. Why do we even have them? <laughs> it's, 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 it's horrific. Uh, yeah. Uh, what What did you learn about yourself from babysitting uh, this age? Because this is your first time doing it? Wow. Uh, first time babysitting the both of them. Gotcha. Because I think and, I broke down on the podcast when I went home to Seattle and took my nieces for a week. Remember? When I did yes. get up and take them to school, dump them to their homework, yeah. uh, do stuff with them, put them to bed. Get, then I'd have my downtime, which... I felt like I was a single mom, so that's when I would like actually put them to bed at like seven, and then I was like, "Okay, time for wine and a good book." <laughs> <laughs> but it was like wine and Sports Center, and then yeah. eat whatever I could find, and then right. contemplate driving to go get something while they're sleeping. And then I was like, "No, I can't leave, but I could smoke pot in the backyard." <laughs> but what if they wake up 
And then my high brain's right. like, will they, will they want some? No, wait, why would you think that? No, but what if something happens that you need to, you know, have all your wits about you? Well, stoned you is better than a, a sleep you. You know what I'm saying? So what did Brad, <laughs> what did Brad, uh, what did he fear about the babysitting uh, of two young minds? And what did he look forward to? Mm. Well, I, I obviously fear, you know, that like uh, my sister comes home from a much needed t- break and I just walk to her with a baby that's like missing an arm going, oh, that was gone before, right? Like <laughs> she didn't. She only had she only had one of those, right? Like that's that that's been a thing. No, okay. Like that's like that like that's my worst fear. But just you know, be looking off in one direction with one, and then something happens with the other because you're kind of just running around between two. And let let me tell you, there is no better improv class than than playing with a four year old. That will teach you to yes and more than any uh, middle-aged actor that never made it will. Because <laughs> when you're sitting there playing you with a Batman yes action everything. figure, yeah, you're playing with a Batman action figure, and then uh, and then I'm like, okay, so he's going to fight the Joker, right? And then my nephew just goes, no, he's going to fight the giant gorilla. And then he, pick, he goes to his room, takes out his stuffed gorilla. Now this thing's fighting Batman. Now I have to take another hit of a joint because that's the only way this is going to be believable. And then and so <laughs> he, he's, he's fighting that. And then he uh, introduces some sort of uh, thing called Paw Patrol. If anyone out there has kids, you know what Paw Patrol is. Yes. They're, haunt, they're haunting lives. Uh, it's, it's little puppies that have dog that have jobs. So, yeah. Now, is it good? Uh, uh, hell if I know. Um, oh, you didn't watch no, it, huh? No, it, no, I've seen, I've seen several episodes and I think it's great. All the dogs have their jobs. They, they all have their roles and they, and, and they use their powers to save people. It's great. Uh, any, any, any paw related cartoon show, I highly advise people watch. Yeah. Uh, Harlan yeah, show, so puppy dog pals. Yeah. Puppy dog pals. Another great, another great example. And, but you just have to say yes and to it to everything. Yeah. When when your niece uh, or when your nephew hops in a little car and says, "I need a car wash," you have to figure out how to, how how to give that mofo a car wash. Yeah. And so I just grabbed I just grabbed some towels and I started be- I started beating the car with it, <laughs> saying, "All right, I'm washing the car." <laughs> I feel and like and it isn't it, it it's pretty good because when else in life I mean I guess an improv class or I guess the podcast for us. And, and if you do some crowd work on stage, but other than not, like your true improbabilities aren't tested a lot unless you are playing make-believe with children. Yeah. Cause they will say anything and everything, just whatever they, whatever comes to their head. And, and they are true. Yes. Anders. Oh, and it's not just when they say something, when they say I, I need a car wash it, it, it's not like us where it's like, ah, oh, maybe I could use one. Maybe I can wait a week. No, it's like, no, if the car doesn't get washed right now, this world ends. So it's like, it's serious. Yeah. And you, ha- and you have, you have to do it when, uh, when, uh, Batman is being attacked by Thomas, the train engine, uh, worlds are colliding. Oh shit. And- who, who wins that <laughs> battle by the way? And don't, oh. I mean, I don't want any huge spoiler alert, alerts, but, <laughs> <laughs> who? What is? 
Like who? Uh, because I would think that any kid is like Batman for sure rules over Thomas the Train. But maybe, maybe the oh. kid is like a true, uh, you know, rooter you for the underdog. No, you don't know the power of trains over over my nephew. Wow, has he Batman had, met his match? He had Batman tied up like an old school damsel in distress with a curly mustached villain. Like just sta- just standing over him, like, ha Batman, you finally met your match today. And, oh, and shit. by the way, I'm still I'm still doing voices. I was doing voices the entire time because everyone has to have a character. So when so when the so when the gorilla comes out, you got to do a gorilla voice. When uh, the train comes out, all right, now I got to do a train voice. It's and I have to keep all these voices straight. And I'll tell you, Adam, when I when I messed up, he would say, Uncle Brad. That's not the train voice. You got me. <laughs> oh shit! So he keeps me in line. <laughs> it was. What kind of voices it, it, does he do? Like for Batman and stuff, or does he kind of rely he, on you to fill in the uh, the yeah, gaps? Yeah, he he kind of looks at me to be his uh to be his uh Frank Caliendo. Nice. So I I just kind of fill in all the blanks, but uh, I tell you, uh, and doing but and i maybe did let's see the gorilla was michael kane uh the batman was christian bale and uh yeah what was i don't know i just did i just did voices for everything i'm in a weird kid mode right now yeah. like right like right now i just want to stop someone from climbing up on a table and make sure someone else uh starts eating their cheerios because <laughs> <laughs> and and the thing is and i've said this before with kids with me and kids it's great because I walk in, that kid thinks, well, that kid's got a beard. So yeah. he obviously knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> so they think I know all the secrets. It, it, it's it's uh, it's crazy. It's it's fantastic. But I'm glad I'm an uncle. So now I can say, cool, that was fun. I'm going to hop in my car, go to a show. I mean, <laughs> yes. For now, it's great, right? I mean, eventually, right? Yeah. You just got to be uh, all – I mean, look, I, I feel like it's almost like – I don't know. Maybe putting out a special like have, is similar to having a kid, where it's like only you know when the right time is. But then, what, e- even when you think that's the right time, is that the right time? I mean, it's like you know, some people have kids unexpectedly, and they're like, "That sh- actually made me get my shit together." And then sometimes people have them, and they're like, "I wasn't ready for." It. I mean, but you know, I think it's fight or yeah. flight, and it's people usually fight. Uh, Hopefully, or flight. Uh, I don't know what we you would do. <laughs> I'm not good with sex. <laughs> uh, uh, but hey, but uh, I need to know. Here, here, here's the thing. I've been, I've been, I've been knee deep in uh, diapers, and literally, I'm a dwarf, so I am knee deep. Uh, are they? So, do they respond to you? I mean, do they? Do you? Are you even teaching them about dwarfism yet, or is that not even a thing you address? Uh, they don't even have a question. Yeah, cool. And guess they, what? They, they they might not ever. They might just grow. And that's what's so cool about it. They're just gonna grow up. And be like, yeah. this is normal. Oh, this people come in all shapes and sizes. And that is absolutely true because when I took my nephew to a 4th of July block party, and, and dude, this is like a hallmark moment. I think I shed one tear. Oh, no. Where, like, I walk in with my nephew, and it's a block party, and there's tons of kids his, uh, his age. So my nephew knows me. He loves me. Yeah. I'm normal. I'm cool. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about dwarfism. Yep. And I and I and I walk in, and all the other kids are going, "What's up with him? What's wrong with him? Why Jesus. is he little?" 
And then my nephew, like a damn champ, just goes, that's my uncle. He's really cool. Oh, and, my God. And then all, then all the other kids. And that's the thing that, pe- that people need to know about kids. You don't have to have this windy, creative story. No. That, like, no, you just tell them. Because my, my nephew just goes, that's my uncle. He's really cool. And all the other kids go, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> guess what? That's... Look, I mean, that's they have no filter, and they're cur- they're as curious as they're ever going to be because they just got to the planet, you know. So yeah. any question they're going to have, so it's normal for them to, and and they're not, they haven't been. Uh, it's like anybody who hasn't been exposed to something. Uh, I'm, you know, seeing your first homeless guy, your first weatherman. I remember when I saw my first weatherman live with Steve Poole, right at the aquarium <laughs> in the fifth grade, and I yeah. it was the first celebrity I saw, and I was like, I'm gonna go up and say what up and tell him I'm a, bi- I'm a big fan because even at that age, even at ten, I was like, I bet telling him I'm a big fan will make him feel good, right? Just kiss mm-hmm. kiss a celebrity's ass. I go, Steve Poole. He's like, Hey there, buddy, and I was like, He's like, What are you doing? I was like, dumb fucking question. I'm at the aquarium, man. What do you think I'm doing? You know, uh, but, you know looking for change, uh, you know? No. Uh, I'm pl- I'm playing tiddlywinks. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at fish. Yet, yeah, yeah. Right? Tiddlywinks. It's, it's, there's a great spot right in front of the beluga whale exhibit. It's actually, the lighting is great, and the whales actually play. They don't act yeah. like they do, but they're playing. So I go, I'm a big fan, and he goes, I'm a big fan of you. And... Look, like in the moment, I was like, oh, that's cool. But looking back, I'm like, yeah, what were you a big fan of? Like the way I, like, you know, ate too many Pop Tarts and got picked last for kickball? Like, I'm 10 years old. But I think he was just trying to be nice. But yeah, so it's like these kids, they don't know any better. And it's fine for them to ask. But like, when you do give them just the answer, then they're like, oh, cool. You know? Mm -hmm. And now I don't have any more questions. Yeah. Now, speaking of interesting yes and conversation, you told me the other day that you went to a Laker game. And had a ten minute con- ten minute conversation with the biggest Laker fan of all time, and I have to know about this. Oh man, uh, this is um, this look, man. I've met some celebs. We mm-hmm. we all have. We've gotten to hang with them. We've gotten to become friends with them. But this yep. might uh, have taken the cake, dude. I go to the Lakers mm-hmm. Cavs game with our buddy Julio White, and um, man, it. Uh, so there's our tickets were um, you know maybe like eight rows back from the from the court and by the way LeBron got a big ovation from the Lakers crowd they even we're trying, they because we're trying to seduce him oh yeah they even appropriately <clears throat> did this uh, thing where they um, uh, where they uh, showed a, a, a on the big screen at one point Magic standing in the hallway the tunnel yeah uh, with split screen with his statue outside. Ooh. Like and and Julio goes, see that man? He goes, that's a nice little like that's like a subtle little like hidden message to LeBron. Like, see man, you could have this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh shit, man, they're trying to market to him uh, during the game. So he gets a nice ovation. LeBron, I got to be honest, he knows the season's over. He's checked out. Mm-hmm. He's not yeah. playing with. You know, he played hard. He sat most of the third and fourth quarter. Isaiah Thomas, very fun to watch. Uh, he stuck it to Tyron Lue. He went on a nice little run towards the end of the game where he was just like playing like he was a point guard for the Celtics again and looked like he was finding his rhythm and, and way with these Lakers because, you know, dude, this guy, Jaleel was breaking it down. It's like he was on his way to getting a $200 million contract from the Celtics and being yeah. locked down. And Danny Ainge fucked that up for him, dude. Yeah. Literally so fucked that up for him. And now, because he was in one, I think the next year would have gotten, it would have been like that year to, to discuss. Now, deal. Yeah. And yeah. then he goes to Cleveland, 
And and Danny Ainge basically says he's not worth it. That's what trading him was. And now he has now he's going to hop around. Now he's going to Lakers. He's I think doing what one year or no got traded. So and I think on a one year deal. So now he's got to prove himself now. And guess what? He'll never get that max deal again. No. So uh, anyway, he was staring down Ty Lue a lot while he was like making plays, which was really awesome to see. And uh, <laughs> and Julia was uh, you know um, uh, you know translating what he was saying. And I can't say some of the words because <laughs> I'm white. But uh, <laughs> but it was fun to hear yeah. what he was saying. And um, yeah. and then so I see Jack down there, and you know we're t- so we walk down to this the private area that we can go into this little the chairman's club or whatever. I don't know if you've ever been in there. It's a little side. Yeah. Almost looks like a tiny little bar, like the Pikey uh, on Sunset Boulevard. Tiny little like private bar lounge. They got food and drinks, and and uh, and I wouldn't expect Jack to go in there, but I don't know where he goes. He's gone during halftime though, and so I, even walking down there, I just walk by the back of his chair and like the back of his head, and even that just gave me the chills. You know what I'm saying? Because I've never in the been presence that. Presence of greatness. Yes, it's like when I saw Beyonce at a game and screamed yeah. at her drunk and she turned around and looked at me and I didn't have a follow-up so I just gave her a double thumbs up and was like, hell yeah, look at you. It's like, <laughs> And Beyonce still brings that up in interviews. Yeah, she still does. Is. She's always like, whatever happened to that drunk Jewish guy? Uh, <laughs> which is great that she turned around, by the way. I did scream loud enough. It was just, you know, just quiet enough. But also, you can't judge me. I didn't think I'd be on the same planet, let alone the same arena as Beyonce. So Absolutely. when I get that close, I'm going to try to make make good. So go back to this chairman's lounge, and then there's a little bathroom, right? Uh, and I'm about to go back out to the game, and I go, Jay, I'm going to go uh, go pee real quick, and then we'll go. Had I not, you know, sometimes you go, I'm going to hold my pee, or I just, I don't, I whatever. I don't, you, you come up with a reason to be like, do I want to hold things up? Good thing sure. I didn't, because I go back there, and there's a little, like, uh, hallway for the bathroom. And there's two bathrooms, and there's just a nice little, like, hallway. And there's chairs and almost like a little desk, like a, a long desk that you can kind of sit at. And just chilling in the corner is Jack fucking Nicholson. Just chilling on a chair, facing, like, basically when you walk back there and you see the bathrooms, he's just in the corner. Just sitting there, dude, like an old man chilling on a patio with a lemonade. Like, 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 so, like, like someone forgot him there and he's waiting. I mean, that's so <laughs> funny. And yes, <laughs> like his, like, he, like it, like I was waiting for him to be like, do you know where my sons are? They said they yeah. picked me up. Uh, oh, man. And he was looking around and smiling and, and it looked like he was talking to a gal that was waiting to go into the bathroom, which, you know, do your thing. Sounds good. Um, sure. But he was drinking. He didn't look like he was trying to pick up chicks or anything. He was just hanging out there. And he uh, was just real chill and looked very comfortable and like, but was wearing like corduroy pants and a, nothing fancy, but had his shades on. And he just looked so fucking cool, man. And I, it was outer body. I definitely was like, I don't like, I don't know what to do here. I, I don't, I don't want to picture. I don't know what I want to do. And then there's two other guys in front of me, a little boozed up and also just seemed like not guys in the business. So I'm like, these guys, these guys are going to fuck it up and make it weird somehow. So I'm just going to yeah. wait for them to go first, and then I'll slide in as the guy who's got a little more tact. So one yep. guy goes, what's going on, Jack? What you doing, man? And Jack just pauses and goes, what does it look like I'm doing? <laughs> and he goes, I'm sitting in a chair holding a cup. <laughs> oh. And how, I just... How, how does he always have the perfect thing? I mean, that? what does it look like? Like, I mean, it was... And he did it with, like, a Jack Nichol... Like, just so Jack Nicholson. Just pause, yeah. slow turn. What does it look like I'm doing, man? You know? <laughs> and then the guy goes, oh, yeah, I feel that. And then they try to talk to him. And then one of them asks for a picture. He goes, nope. And then another guy comes out of the bathroom. Jack, we get a picture? He goes, 
I'm good. <laughs> and then the guy goes, come on, man. He goes, no. <laughs> and then the guy walks away. And then I go, uh, I go, Jack. And then uh, one of the one of the two uh, dudes in front of me goes in the bathroom, and I go, "Hey, Jack, uh, what, what what do you think about LeBron? Do you think he's going to come here?" He goes, "Not even thinking about it." I go, "Oh yeah." He goes, "Doesn't concern me." He goes, "He's probably made up his mind already, but just uh, not thinking about it. Other things will happen before then that I will think about. Until then, not thinking about it." And I'm like, "Dude, is that a line from as good as it gets, or something's yeah. got to give?" Because that sounded rehearsed. And then uh, and then um, talked a little bit more hoops. And then I was like, you know what? I just need to tell him how his work has inspired me because it has. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what I felt when I saw him as the Joker in Batman. And I still say to this day that Heath Ledger's Joker performance was one of the performances that, like, to this day, I haven't been just moved by a performance. And probably him dying to added to it where I was just, like, had so much sure. emotions watching it. But Jack's yeah. Joker was oh was one of my favorite performances of all time and i remember seeing it being like holy shit uh so i told him i go i'm my name's adam ray i put my hand out i go i don't want a picture but i want to shake your hand and he shakes my hand and i'm just like holding it and i go you're a god your work has inspired me i'm an actor i came out here went to sc and um but your performance as the joker among many has uh just made me want to do this and uh i should have asked him for advice you know, or just like what, just, I don't know, just try to milk the moment, get something. Cause again, I, I wasn't going to get the picture, uh, even though I wanted it, but I saw two other swings hey, and misses saw, and, yeah, and also and you, you don't want to be the guy that then asks a fourth time. Oh God, no. Cause yeah, no, no. he's just chilling and you he doesn't do that. I don't, you know, yeah. whoever that's nobody ever has selfies with Jack, you know? Yep. And, uh, and, but I, but I wanted the, the handshake and then I go, and we've inspired me, man. And just thanks for being you. And he goes, I appreciate it. Thank you. And then he goes, good luck to you. And I go, thanks, man. And then like walked away and was like, that was fucking cool. You know, like looked me in the eyes, shook my hand, you know. You know what, though? And looking back, if you would have said, hey, what do you want? Do you want a picture and you want to annoy the man? Or do you want to have a little bit of conversation and tell him how much that he's meant to you as performer? You yeah. probably go with the latter. I know. You probably take that over a photo where you knew you, that you pissed him off. Part of me want to be like, yeah. Part of me want to be like, here's how, here's uh, Jack. If you don't want me to just, because you're looking pretty comfy and pretty stuck in this position, so clearly <laughs> I can get a selfie with you. And yep. the only way you're gonna be able to stop it is to break my hand, phone, or face. <laughs> and then, but then, but the, then Jack's at the Staples Center. That's like. That's like his. That's like his fun house. Oh he yeah, could, he could have you killed in that building. Oh and no yeah, no one would know about it, dude. He could have me hung up on the shack statue by my neck, <laughs> uh, upside down, dick out, absolutely, balls up my butt, per his Listen, request. <laughs> I want his dick out. I want it everywhere. I want his balls inside of his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> they would have to make it happen. And you know what? Doing my pleasure, Mister Nicholson. <laughs> Yeah, doing that Jack impression, I just realized Jack Nicholson's impression is just a more refined Trump impression. <laughs> Whoa, how dare you? Wait, show me. Wait, okay, so Trump, this is Trump, little bit of a lisp, little bit of a drag it out, not quite sure what I'm saying, and then Jack is just a little more defined. Same inflection, but a little more defined, not so much lisp. It, it, it's kind of 
it's kind of the same you kind of hit the same notes but uh you just don't say things like jack doesn't do trumpisms jack doesn't say like tremendously like he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't do that he doesn't say grab them by the pussy like he doesn't say that yeah <laughs> <laughs> he he has don't get me wrong he has but always with consent <laughs> <laughs> That's how that's how Jack plays it. Well, dude, that's that's an amazing story, and uh, we now might be able to start a side podcast that's that's just called "Celebrities We Met in the Laker Bathroom," because <laughs> we got <laughs> we got Pratt, we got Jack. I'm sure if we go again, we'll have we'll have we'll have somebody else. Oh yeah, it's also there was a moment too when we walked out of the tunnel where it was Jaleel and I right behind Jack. And we're all walking right out of the tunnel, and people are looking at all. Like I've never gotten so many stares in my entire life. Of like, all right, I recognize Jack. I recognize Jaleel. Is that or is that not Slimer? <laughs> Who's the guy in the Sonics jersey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he play? Because that's not a team anymore. Is that yeah, Brent huh? Barry's brother? Coming this fall to CBS, Brent Berry. You knew him as the L.A. Clippers slam dunk star, as the six-time Sonic superstar. But now you know him as regular guy holding on to a dream fired from his NBA on TNT job. It's Brent Berry's brother. Jerry Berry. Jerry Berry. <laughs> Man, I would love that. Living in the shadows of my brother Brent's been tough. <laughs> well, shit, man. Maybe you should start up your own company. Like what? I'm not good at anything. You're good at rhyming. You're right. I should start a business that rhymes with my name. Barry. Berries. No, Brent. Jerry. No, that's the same thing. It's just a different. It's the same word. It's just a, it means something different. A rhyme. Jerry is, Berry berries. Jerry's berries berries. <laughs> This fall on CBS, maybe we're still working out the show. We posted the commercial for it too soon. Uh, uh, but I did hope that somebody snapped a picture of that because I mean, give me a fucking break, dude. If I and I, I even made some goofy faces. I walked out because I go, you know, like those NBA photographers on the sidelines, they're looking to get snapshots. So it's like, yeah, what if he got one and it was me, Jaleel, and Jack? Like, are you telling me I wouldn't replace the About Last Night poster in my apartment with a life-size poster of me, Jaleel, and Jack? Absolutely. And I Jaleel, Jack, and Adam? All. Yeah. I mean, that that's a sitcom coming to CBS. I mean, I take that picture and I probably meme it in so many different versions. Like, oh, yeah. of sitcom yeah. posters, movie posters, porns. And I, and I would not be insulted. I would say just Photoshop my face. Like I'm peeking out of someone's popcorn cup. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need to do. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. my god, uh, my friend, I've got to go to the uh, rec room. Yes. in Huntington Beach. So uh, great. So by the time you've listened to this podcast, uh, it it was a great show. Oh yeah, great and, room. Uh, I, have you even been there before? I have not. So oh, so I'm really looking. It's forward a wonderful to it. room. They treat you well. Staff's great. Room is great. You're sure it's gonna be packed for you. It uh, awesome. the, the room aside from it with the the games and you know you get a card to to bowl to obstacle course to arcade. You get the candy. Uh, you get to raid the candy bin. It's Amazing. it's pretty great. Take advantage of that a little bit if you can. Will do. Uh, but yeah. Uh, all right, yeah, bud. So, so here, so here goes another episode, and uh, glad glad you guys 
tuned in and the dwarf uh it is happening slide racing video is happening well the, yeah the video we should probably maybe sell tickets to it i mean i'm down to put down a little bit of cash on this event if you're down to house it you know <laughs> i mean i've already looked up getting bleachers to have delivered to your place they're not that expensive sure. i'll get the camera crew you just gotta provide the dwarfs that's all you gotta do i can provide and, and if, the hose if i not the hose like the bitches yeah. and hose, like the hose to put the water on the slip and slide. Oh, sure. Exactly. Yeah, the hose. <laughs> that's that's the that's the first time that a word has legitimately been used as the uh, uh, water shooting device. Yeah, that's such a dad move, by the way. Uh, only if you can provide the hose. Uh, the, 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 the water. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Diane, you knew what I meant. Oh, come on. <laughs> by the way, rest Thanks, in peace, my Seattle Seahawks. Our whole team is leaving. I will be asked to play any moment now. We've lost Jimmy Graham, Michael Bennett, Paul Richardson, Richard Sherman, and I think so, Pete Carroll's wife is taking over for the team. Yeah. So that's why that's why you want the Dwarf Racing League to happen because now you don't have a football team. So you're like, I need some, I need some athletes who are consistent and loving in my life. <laughs> well, congrats on your quarterback, by the way, real quick. Yeah, Case Keenum, who uh, had, who had the miracle throw for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. So yeah, I'm thrilled, man. Uh, I hope it, I hope it works out. I I'm all, I, I'm always optimistic, and uh, yeah, I'm not saying the Broncos are back, but they're definitely better than they were last year. Yeah, man, you're uh, you're on you're on. Look, you you need something to root for, and you have that now. Mm-hmm. So good luck to you. Good luck at the show. I will see you next week, and. Um, and uh, and and get your fuck. Just start stretching because if you think the slip and slide is not going to sneak up on you and test your durability as a as an athlete and a person, you're sorely yeah. mistaken. Well, there will be a rocking uh, there. There will be a rocky training video montage <laughs> shortly, and I'm going to be running up running up ant hills to train for this event. You got taking it seriously. We got to train on the ground because soon we're going to need to train for the space. That's all I'm saying. Get our dwarves slip and slide ready. So they can slip and ride, baby, on those space fleets as we go to Mars and take over the Kit Kat Wonka factory. Good night, everybody. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, 
Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.